1: Missoula Sports Center
0: fell on national television, while the Bobcats rolled easily at home. Hello, I am Coulter nuanes The University of Montana traveled to the Inferno to take on Eastern Washington and Cheney on Saturday night in a back-and-forth battle between two of the top teams in the FCS. EWU scored 24 unanswered points to win going away 34-28 on ESPN2. Eastern quarterback Eric Berriether for 422 yards and a pair of touchdowns, each to Andrew Boston. And Tololo Lemu-Jones hauled in 11 passes for 231 yards, including a pair of 50-plus yard bombs to set up short touchdowns for the number one scoring offense in the country. The Grizz reached barrier six times and largely stuffed Eastern's running game, but Montana's offense struggled to get on track as senior quarterback Cam Humphrey threw a pair of interceptions, including a pick in the end zone before leaving the game with a lower body injury. The loss drops Montana from number four to number six in this week's poll, while EWU moved up from number six to number four after its fifth straight victory. Montana State won for the fourth straight time, rolling up another overmatched opponent at Bobcat Stadium, despite settling for field goals on three trips to the Red zone in the first half alone, the Bobcats built a 20 point lead at the break and cruised to a 40 7 victory over Northern Colorado in Bozeman. Isaiah Afonso and Elijah Elliott each surpassed 100 yards rushing as MSU moved to 2 0 in Big Sky Conference play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. got a Monday. Hope you're having an outstanding Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome back in. It's Nuwana's Now. One-stop shop for all things soul music. little sports commentary from time to time as well. No Riley Corcoran during the Montana Football Hour today, but we did give you a full recap, shared some interviews with Aaron Best and Bobby Houck, also some commentary from myself as well as Andrew Houghton as part of the Montana Football Hour, which we do the first hour of each show. Uh, Each Monday show, that is, here on Nuanas Now. You can find all that from the Montana Football Hour today on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We're making it easy for you on Mondays. We don't even have to really promote this anymore. You just got it in your routine. You go Montana Football Hour, then you go Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg, in the studio with us here on ESPN Radio. What's up, Coach? You're wearing your Carroll College hat today.
1: Coulter, let's light it up. Go Saints. They had a big win. They're back. They needed it, too. Yeah, they needed it big time. All those teams that were underwater just a little bit in college and the NFL needed a win, and a bunch of them got
0: one. That's the uh, number one takeaway I have from this Montana-Eastern Washington game on Saturday. In the FBS, when you lose a game, that derails your ultimate goal almost immediately, you're going to need help from someone else if you want to get back in to the college football playoff or whatever bowl game you might be chasing. At the FCS level, at the Division One AA level, which you played in, oftentimes how you perform the games after the one you lost defines your whole season, right? Oh, that's exactly right. And I'll
1: tell you what, it's kind of like the NFL because it's tournament style. And so the teams that get hot down the stretch and into the playoffs, they're the ones that typically win the whole thing. Now, you've got to be one of the best teams to begin with. Sure. But there's 10 or 12 teams that might very well win uh, the College 1AA National Championship or the Super Bowl. I still think there's 8 or 10 teams that could pull it off.
0: The Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty, brought to you by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's has got their end of summer clearance sale rolling right now. Summer may be setting, but savings are on the rise. Brett's is proud to be the largest Montana RV dealer under the Big Sky. Stop by 4800 Grant Creek Road today. Start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. I want to ask you about that because during the, the sort of the history of college football, when realignment first started, the Big Sky Conference was founded in 1963. People forget that it was a Division II league. Right before you came to the University of Montana, the 1AA League was created. The Division 1 AA 1978 was the first season. So that was just a couple years before you came to Montana. It instituted the first Division 1 football playoff that existed. Even back in the day, the Grizzlies would go to the Camilla Bowl or the, you know, the Aluminum Bowl or whatever. There were still bowl games for non-Division 1 teams. Well, the playoff format, it produced such wild results So do you remember that? Because when you were in school, I mean, there was a couple of Big Sky teams. You're talking about being the hottest team. Boise State was good. Idaho State was good. Montana State was good. All those schools were good. They weren't definitively the best schools in the Big Sky Conference, though. In the playoffs, though, lightning in a bottle national champions. The Big Sky had three of, I think, the first six national champions at this level. That's right. I I had just started playing, and and they
1: put the 1AA playoffs in. And Boise and Nevada and 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 Montana, Montana State, Idaho State, won one one, uh, so uh, those teams that get high. And the Big Sky was kind of like the whack of one a. Right. The Big Sky threw the ball all over the place. Yep. Uh, uh, for the most part, and so they had a little bit of an upper hand on occasion playing a team that was big and tough and physical, kind of like we've talked about Stanford knocking off Oklahoma sure. back in the
0: day every now and then, just solely because of the pass game. So funny, too, because everybody tries to either mimic each other or go the opposite, right? And for so long, the Division I AA spearheaded by the Big Sky was such a passing division. Montana took that all the way to the fever pitch, Don Reed and Dave Dickinson throwing the ball 80 times a game. But then the answer, everybody's answer, was not to chase Montana except Eastern Washington. They went down that same road. Everybody else tried to revert to the other way. Ironically, then Joe Glenn ends up at Montana. They start running the ball. But that's all to say that the way that it goes in cycles, the way that people copycat each other, is funny. But that's my biggest argument for North Dakota State. They've been so good for the last eight or nine years at this level, but they also had the massive fortune of missing those big-time Cooper Cup-led Eastern Washington teams because that Eastern team lost in the semis every year. That would have been the style to beat North Dakota State because you're not going to beat them at their own game. Good point. I'll tell you, in the NFL,
1: the scheduling is critical, Coulter. The the teams typically that win a Super Bowl had one of the bottom 10 uh, uh, type of schedules. They're playing... Easy people from the year before. Now, yep, things do change on occasion. But scheduling, and I will tell you, the ball like tonight's game, the ball bouncing a certain way, and officials call one great play. That's going to mean the difference in some of these games. And and I I correlate that into the playoffs of the one AA, and then the one A, they they
0: started a playoff system because it was so exciting. They still need to expand it, but that's not a topic for today. I, think I that, agree. I think that the four, I mean, it just gives only a few, a, a, seat, a seat at the table, which is less alluring than it possibly could be. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Radio. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningwake, longtime NFL coach, and a grizzle alum sitting with us in studio. It's the Northwest Motorsports Studio. If you're in the market for a new truck, head on down to Northwest Motorsport. They're new to Missoula. New to Montana, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Those of you that are Seattle Mariners fans, you're probably familiar with that because uh, Northwest Motorsports has been blowing up the Mariners broadcast for about 20 years. But apologies to all the Mariners fans out there. Yesterday, the Mariners lose game 162 to miss the playoffs. They were supposed to go for the first time in 20 years. I know there's all sorts of downtrodden Mariners fans in this part of the world. So, sorry to you. When I heard the Mariners were playing, we were pulling out of Spokane, coming back from the Eastern Washington game, listening to ESPN 700, the uh, Mariners game's on the radio. And I said to my guys, I said, so give me the scenario. And Andrew says, Mariners win, they in, they're in; they lose, they're out. I said, "Where's the sports bet machine?" I'm putting all the money on the Mariners. I didn't actually do that, but that's just the luck that the Mariners have had for all these. years. Are you a baseball guy? Absolutely. Who's your guy? Who's your squad? Well, I, I grew up as you know
1: in South San Jose, the sure. Bay Area, so, you're so Giants, the Giants guy, Giants and A's, and then
0: the Raiders, and then of course the 49ers. So we're going to get into the Raiders because that's the game tonight. And I also want to ask you about John Gruden. Have you guys crossed paths? Well, we crossed many paths, I'm but sure. we didn't actually coach together. See, that's interesting. I know him pretty well. Well, right, because that's what coach and coaching trees are so fascinating like that, right? You might not actually ever coach with a guy, but you coach with and against so many guys that have worked together, crossing paths all over the place, right? Correct. So you 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 end up being very good friends.
1: It's kind of like a teammate, on coaching staffs, there's a bond that just doesn't break. And then, the secondary one are the are the friends of those guys that you have that great bond with that may have coached with them before.
0: Monday afternoon, quarterback with Coach Marty, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine, been family-owned and operated for more than fifty years. They also have an extensive RV parts and accessories department, and they stand by all their all of their. Uh, sales with the outstanding service department that stands behind their products. They have 75 RV and boat brands to choose from and the largest inventory under the big sky. So stop by 4,800 Grand Creek Road. Start your start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. All right, let's talk about this weekend, Coach. Last night, Sunday Night Football, um, almost nauseating the amount of lead-up to this thing. I read uh, that the normal NBA or NFL game gets about 200 credentialed media members at it. That includes, you know, the TV guys running the cameras, social media people, you know, whatever. An average, primetime games gets between 250, 300 media members. The New England Patriots, they doled out almost 575 media credentials. Good Morning America, the Today Show, everybody's in Foxborough. I get that Tom Brady's like a crossover star or whatever. All the gossip magazines, the ladies love him. It's all this stuff. But it was like a crazy amount of lead-up to this game. Can you imagine trying to get your team prepared when there's this many distractions? I'm sure it was worldwide. I'm sure. Yeah, and listen, Tom Brady,
1: he's a great quarterback. He's got the decision-making, the accuracy, the timing. But I'll tell you the one thing that stands out with the great Tom Brady is his leadership. And part of being the face of a franchise, the leader of a team, that one person can sort of diminish a lot of those outside influences,
0: and he's brilliant at his leadership ability. The game last night was an interesting one because Bill Belichick has hung his hat on defense for so long. Ironically, perhaps the best defense Tom Brady's ever played with is the one he has right now in Tampa Bay. That's personnel-based, not coaching-based, although Todd Bull's a great defensive coordinator. But... They just have dudes. But I, I, last night's game turned into a defensive slugfest, but then still somehow, someway, Tom Brady comes out on top. And, oh, by the way, it took a little doink at the end to get him there. The guy is not only one of the great leaders and winners, but he's also got to just be the luckiest dude in the history of the world, man. This The way he gets every bounce is just beyond – it's beyond compare.
1: You know, the luck thing, I just don't believe in it. I, I think you – great preparation and great players – end up making their own luck. Now, that's not to say that a a bounce goes the wrong way or or an official's call goes the wrong way. They just seem to overcome. And great players make great plays right at the right moment. And he's done that time after time after time. He had less of an influence on that game on the field, I would say, than many others, but he ends up beating – his prior coach, that they had more success than anybody. And if you look at the great coaches, they typically have a great quarterback
0: for a decade. Sure. We've never seen this scenario, though, for two decades. It's so easy. How do you – I'll you describe it. How how hard is it, just from a pure time standpoint, is it for two people – in that powerful situations within a football organization to be on the same page? Because it seems like even when we do have these marriages that last 6, 8, 10 years, they have a shelf life. Those guys made it work for 19 years. I just feel like it's never going to happen again.
1: Yeah, it may not. It, just because of the free agency rules and all those things. However, I will say that all of those great coaches that had the great quarterbacks the key is they both have respect for each other. Yep. And I think that's what has occurred here with Belichick and Brady. You go back to Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, you know. Sure. Great respect for each other. They may not have liked each other all that much in certain moments. You know, Chuck Knoll and Terry Bradshaw. Right. You know, they went at it a, a, a whole bunch. Uh, but the respect for each other is key and the quarterback buying in and not bending on how they
0: operate is critical. Monday afternoon quarterback with Marty Morningwig presented in part by Alpine Touch. I got a hell of a deal for you right now. We got a grand slam package from Alpine Touch for you and some Alpine Touch sunflower seeds, but also I'm going to throw in some Western birch golf tees as well. Coach, I know you use these Western birch every time I play golf you got to love them. And these, these are indestructible, but they also have some cool uh, ESPN swag on them as well. So right now, caller number 3, 406 1029 That's 406-888-1029. Caller number 3, got a Grand Slam pack from Al- Alpine Touch. Maybe even throw some of that barbecue sauce in there too, but we also got a couple packs of ESPN tees from Western Birch Golf Tees. If you miss out on the giveaway, visit alpinetouch.com. And also be sure to go follow us on all of our social media, ESPN Missoula, as well as Alpine Touch, as well as Haymaker Beef. Our big giveaway this fall includes a tailgate trigger from Alpine Touch, a beef box from Haymaker Beef, as well as a year supply of Alpine Touch. You can find all of Alpine Touch's awesome goods, alpinetouch.com. Be sure to go follow all of our social medias for your opportunity to win that fall giveaway. You got a couple weeks. We're giving it away right before the Bobcat-Grizzly game. Coach, we've seen when head coaches want to split ties with guys that they think are getting long in the tooth. Joe Montana was okay when he left San Francisco and went to Kansas City, but nowhere nearly where he was. You know, Johnny Unitas left, he was never really the same. There's a lot of guys that were never the same. There's also guys that have gone and basically said, hey, I knew better than you and went back to the Super Bowl, like Kurt Warner, Peyton Manning, and now Tom Brady. Uh, But what do you think of just the dynamic of the fact that this was basically Bill Belichick and Roger Kraft saying... We think Tom Brady's done. And Tom Brady's saying, nope, I'm not done yet.
1: Here's how it typically works. I I learned this many, many years ago through Mike Holmgren and Bill Walsh. For the sake of the team, you would rather part ways with a heck of a player one or two years too early than one or two years too late. And you've seen that happen dozens and dozens of times, where the player may have a year or two, and sometimes three, left. But for the good of the team, and you, you go back to the salary cap and you know right. issues and all of those things. The quarterbacks make great quarterbacks make
0: so much money. Totally. that's one point about Tom Brady though. He has always made money, but never been the maximum guy. I mean, for example, there's guys like Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott that are getting paid way more money than Tom Brady. Cap friendly, cap friendly. S- the smart quarterbacks,
1: right. will demand that their agents do that for the sake of the team. I think that's where Tom Brady is brilliant. He has surrounded himself in Tampa Bay, absolutely, with some of it being his part. Yes, you know Gronk was a a, a big
0: factor, no in, question, and, and still it, And there's others. that But no, Tom Brady also is smart enough to know, hey, if I make twenty, if I make eighteen million dollars, and we pay Nate pay Nate Soldier or Tristan Wirfs or one of my offensive tackles, $8 million, that's better for me because I'm not going to get all messed
1: up, right? That's exactly
0: right. That's where I think Tom
1: Brady's brilliant that way. Let's get back to get get Parton Ways one or two years sure, too early. Sure, That may be the case. It certainly doesn't look like it. Tom Brady looks like he has 10 years left. Well, However, uh, I'm sure that was a thought process. And the theory behind that move, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, Johnny Unite, yeah. on and on and on. Steve Young, uh, John Elway were the only two I can think of. I'm sure there's been more that have won Super Bowls with their team teams and Late. retired right, right. with their own teams. Right. They just didn't want to go to a team that wasn't a fully functioning team and then bad things tend to happen. They, they, they said, I'll retire right here.
0: It's amazing that no matter what we keep talking about, 20 years later, Tom Brady seems to just always get the last laugh. It's amazing. It's amazing the power he has over this entire situation. I, I was thinking about this the other day. There was a moment in time during the arc of Tom Brady's career where Peyton Manning, because of his resurgence with Denver, actually maybe pulled even if not even surpassed Brady because Manning won those MVPs late in his career. He breaks um, Brady's touchdown record. He surpasses Brady in pretty much every statistical measure, and he wins another Super Bowl. Tom Brady has had a Hall of Fame career just if you take what has happened since Peyton Manning retired. Consider that. That's deep thought. Right? You, you I mean, the guy's got a couple there. Super Bowls since Manning retired. I mean, he's he's doing it at a level at, at, at his age that no one's ever seen before. Oh, You're, you're exactly right. Uh, and as you know,
1: there's so many stories out there about how Tom Brady takes care of his body and I'm sure his mind and his spirit to some extent. I mean, there's so many stories out there. And I know this. There are some players... That are just built to play the NFL game a little bit better than others, and they stay a little bit more healthy. Tom Brady went through an ACL. I'm sure he's been through other uh, major injuries that haven't got out quite to the extent of others, but he has kept himself a little bit mobile. He moved more last night. Then I've seen him move in years, and it looked like it was just nothing for him. He looked like a teenager moving and grooving and throwing the ball on the run.
0: That's why I want to know what all of the things he does. I mean, the Alex Guerrero stuff, the TB12 stuff, the Tom versus Time stuff. He's divine conventional wisdom, not even just in performance as an athlete. He has gotten significantly more athletic as he's reached his mid-40s. He's way more athletic than when he got drafted. That That's beyond it's beyond comprehension. I don't know how you go about doing that unless maybe his TB12 program really is it. It's the fountain of youth. Well, it certainly works for him. Certainly.
1: I'll say that. And uh, other people have bought into it as well. So
0: we'll see if it if it keeps rolling. We spent so much time on the guy I like talking about the least on this show, Tom Brady, but that's okay. It was the focus of everything over the weekend. Here's what we're going to do we're going to take a break, come back, and talk about the rest of the NFL. I have a lot more questions that are not necessarily about this exhaustive coverage of the reuniting of the Patriots and Tom Brady. Maybe it'll never happen again because I I think it's going to be four more years before there's a crossover like that. So maybe this is a story that will go away. Either way, the NFL is not going anywhere. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty rolls on after this, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home.
1: ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
0: Fell on national television while the Bobcats rolled easily at home. Hello, I am Colter Nuñez. The University of Montana traveled to the Inferno to take on Eastern Washington and Cheney on Saturday night in a back-and-forth battle between two of the top teams in the FCS. EWU scored 24 unanswered points to win going away 34-28 on 2. Eastern quarterback Eric Barrieth threw for 422 yards and a pair of touchdowns each to Andrew Boston and Tololo Limu Jones hauled in 11 passes for 231 yards, including a pair of 50. 50- plus yard bombs to set up short touchdowns for the number one scoring offense in the country. The Grizz reached barrier six times and largely stuffed Eastern's running game, but Montana's offense struggled to get on track as senior quarterback Cam Humphrey threw a pair of interceptions, including a pick in the end zone before leaving the game with a lower body injury. The loss drops Montana from number four to number six in this week's poll, while EWU moved up from number six to number four after its fifth straight victory. Montana State won for the fourth straight time, rolling up another overmatched opponent at Bobcat Stadium, despite settling for field goals on three trips to the red zone in the first half alone, the Bobcats built a 20-point lead at the break and cruised to a 40-7 victory over Northern Colorado in Bozeman. Isaiah Afonso and Elijah Elliott each surpassed 100 yards rushing as MSU moved to 2-0 in Big Sky Conference play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you have a great start to the week. Welcome back to Nuana's now one-stop shop for all things sports across the great treasure state every single weekday from four to 6 PM right here on ESPN radio, as well as SWX Montana television. Mondays are easy. Now when Montana football hour, hour one talking Grizzlies, Bobcats, big sky conference, maybe some high school stuff as well, depending on what happened over the weekend, by the way, Congratulations to the Big Sky Eagles. They took down Hellgate in the uh, first Crosstown game in Missoula uh, this season because Sentinel Hellgate got called off earlier. You already know the reasons why. But hour number two, we're going to spend most of it at least, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg, in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. We spent a ton of time about the reunion between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. It's what everybody's been talking about. I had to get your two cents on it. Now let's talk about A whole bunch of other things of of much more consequence. First and foremost, last week, going into Justin Fields' first start with the Chicago Bears, uh, you were saying that you thought Chicago looked utterly unprepared last week. 45 yards of total offense would indicate that to be true, but Chicago came back and got a win yesterday against Detroit. I know it's the Lions, but looked like a a lot better prepared Chicago team. Proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance. (laughs) Love
1: it. And they were unprepared a week ago. And they actually put some thought into it. Now, look, a good friend of mine, Matt, is the head coach there Matt Nagy Chicago for sure. the Bears. And so I like him very much. So it looks like they can run and gun just a little bit. Now, the quarterback position had only a little bit to do with that win. I think they've got a decent defense. And they were playing the Lions, by the way.
0: One team I wanted to ask you about, this is not a team that's been getting any sort of juice this year because they've sort of just been spiraling ever since what was a meltdown. The Atlanta Falcons blew a lead in the Super Bowl, and to me, they have never been the same. They've actually even repeated that way of losing like half a dozen times over the last couple seasons. Is that a real thing, though? Can can a, a one huge loss linger even when new coaching staff, all of it, Does it linger within locker rooms? Well, it lingers to an
1: extent now. uh, I do know that a Super Bowl loss hangover is real. Uh, And coaches have done different types of thought processes going into the next year to try to get their team over that hurdle. Atlanta is so far removed, with the exception of their quarterback and just a few select other players there, that it's a talent-based situation. I know that right now in Atlanta. They're going to struggle, I would suspect, to win five or six games just because of the talent uh, level. Uh, you, have to be, you have to have a certain amount of talent. If you're just south of that,
0: bad things tend to happen in the NFL. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV, the proudest and largest dealer of all Montana RV dealers. They currently showcase the best inventory in the state, and they have a service department that stands behind their products. Stop on by 4,800 Grant Creek Road. Start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. Uh, Coach, not to go down the gambling element, but we do our uh, picks against the spread each week. Last week I was saying stay far away from the Buffalo Bills and Houston Texans because it doesn't matter the disparity between teams. Seven, the, the spread was 17. Nobody loses by 17 in the NFL. You would never want to bet that spread. That said, 40 to nothing. I haven't seen a 40 to nothing in the league in a minute. I mean, what has to happen on both sides for that to happen in the NFL? Well, it's like my wife says. If it's
1: going to be a tale of two halves, I'd rather have the second half. However, in that game... It wasn't a tale of two halves. No. It was a tale of one game, and it was a bleep kicking uh, by a very good football team. I think the Buffalo Bills very good. are a heck of a football team. No question. And I think, I know this, the Houston Texans are just south, we were talking about the Atlanta Falcons, just south of that talent level that you have to have. The only one they've had is against Jacksonville. So... That was just a bleep kick all over the field uh, uh, from a very, very good team that was fully loaded against
0: a poor team talent-wise. The Green Bay Packers made headlines across the NFL because they stunk up the joint in Week 1. They got absolutely drilled by the New Orleans Saints. They've won three straights since then, including a decisive win yesterday. Everybody wants to talk about the drama with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Is there any correlation? Because a part of me wants to think that he wanted to perform poorly in week one and then take controls of this thing and then show everybody what he could do or maybe it's just the fact that for whatever reason the Packers always have that one or two games each year where they just get absolutely drilled but then they always get it rolled but where are we at with what Green Bay has done so far?
1: yeah I know I, I think the latter is true in this situation. Sure. you and I talked about it a one game situation. Crazy things happen in in first ball games at every level. And then, and then typically there's a big jump between that first and second game, sometimes between the second and third game. They, the Green Bay Packers have one of the elite quarterbacks. The talent level is pretty high. They're, they've got a decent defense. They will win more of their share of games, and, and you and I talked about it even after that first week. Now, if they would have dropped game two, sure. I would have questioned it. I think some of the
0: drama may have very well carried over. Into that first week, I mean, if you are following along, I think that that's what's going to define the rest of Aaron Rodgers' career, right? (laughs) He wants it to be about the drama. He's trying. He is trying to make this about more than football. He wants everybody to care about all of his life, so that he can go do a Monday Night Football thing like Peyton Manning's doing right now, or Jeopardy, or Jeopardy, exactly. The Bachelor, whatever, whatever he's on.
1: So, you know, it back in the day, it was all right all of those things by the great players off the field things sure, great go do them once the season starts be very careful because it will nick at you it will pull at you if you're doing something tuesday night thursday afternoon something like it will pull at you over the course of a long season so so for the most part most of the players did absolutely nothing to very little they may have one or two things scheduled during the bye week sure now it seems even the great Tom Brady sure they're doing all kinds of things off the field I know this that an experienced player that has been through the grind may hold up just a little bit better than some of these younger players that are trying to do it so I my point is I'm not sure that will pull from Aaron as long as he's got the great leadership within his team and other players
0: aren't looking at that going what's going on over there how does that balance out though because he clearly has made so much of the narrative around the entire organization about him i mean he has blatantly and directly criticized the front office extensively i mean he already got one coach fired and then and then had a complete fit the whole next year with with matt lafleur they seem to be sort of on the same page now but i guess where does the rubber hit the road? Is it all performance-based? Like as long as Aaron Rodgers keeps throwing three touchdowns on primetime TV, is, is all forgiven? Well, I know this. It does have an effect.
1: Some of it could be negative. Some of it could even be positive. The players, I know this, want the best player on the field right. that will help them right. win like the Adams. next ball
0: Devontae Adams doesn't care about Jeopardy or podcasts or any of that right he just wants to catch 15 touchdowns and he wants to win the game that's right
1: i remember the stories of fran tarkington
0: many of the fellas on his team we got fran tarkington sports illustrated right over your shoulder i probably can't see it on the tv but that's a 1962 fran tarkington love fran tarkington i was
1: a little kid he was the first scrambler move and groove type of quarterback that i had seen anyway but uh the, the stories were that some of the fellows did not really like him much at all because sure. he was a son of a bleep, right. you see. And, <laughs> but they loved him on the field because
0: it gave them the best opportunity to win the next ball game. Let's talk about a couple other uh, things from around the NFL. Marty Morningway joining us in studio. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, presented in part by Alpine Touch. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Head on over to alpinetouch.com. If you need something for the grill, you're tailgating, you want to get some of that barbecue sauce, and also be sure to keep it tuned right here, ESPN Radio. We'll be giving away Alpine Touch throughout the entire fall and uh, into the winter as well. One guy I got to ask you about, because I know we kind of talked about him last week, but continues to impress and has his team as one of the surprise squads in the NFL early on, and that's Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you see when you watch him? Because his, to me, his confidence uh, combined with his talent – I mean, I'm not sure who I would actually take in the NFL over him if you consider his age, his upside, and and everything he's already accomplished. The man from the Chargers that's playing tonight is pretty good as well. Justin Herbert's good for sure.
1: Uh, if you had to do it all over again, I think every NFL team would have drafted him with the first pick if they had it. Right. He's that good. He's talented. He's smart. He's an excellent decision maker. He understands timing. It looks like he's a heck of a leader. You know, we could spend hours on the leadership ability totally. topic, uh, but, but it looks like he's got that as well. There are more than a handful of quarterbacks that if you had to do it all over again, you'd pick him number one, and he's one of them.
0: When we think of leadership in its traditional sense, but especially from the quarterback position, I think we often think of guys in that traditional mold, guys like John Elway or Dan Marino or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, just the quintessential sort of cliche quarterback. How do you think these guys that have entered the league now that do it way more with like like, Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow have this cocky bravado. They're not this disciplined type, you know, I'm just smarter and putting in more work than you. They're having more fun than everybody else. How does that, though, translate to an NFL locker room? Because I, so, I was so curious to see if anybody would ever follow that style, like Baker Mayfield or, or Joe Burrow. I
1: will tell you uh, uh, with Baker Mayfield, because I've coached some of the fellas that played
0: with him in college. Okay. They loved him. They loved him. Now, you take but that's a, a distinctly different dynamic, though, because a 22-year-old leading a bunch of other 22-year-olds—that makes sense to me. The 22-year-old who's who's sticking the flag in the middle of the field, trying to go lead a bunch of 32-year-olds—that doesn't make sense to me. I had the same question. Just because there were other red
1: flags on Baker sure. coming out, sure. there were there there, there there was there was like, man, alive. Any one of these singularly, or even two of them, wouldn't bother me. You know, when you're young, you tend to do some crazy things every now and then, and then you learn from it and you move on. There were so many on him. Here's the deal with those type of guys. When things are going good, it typically works. We'll see if things go south, how that works. I like Lamar Jackson's leadership style just a little bit better. Very, very confident. Yes. To the roof privately. Right. I mean, that mentality that sort of Brett Favre had. Tell me what to do. Tell me exactly what to do. Give me the ball and let me roll. And then publicly, he's very confident but humble at the same time. That type of leadership ability goes a long way. We talked about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, after a ball game, no matter whether they won a close one or lost a close one, he's typically the same. Sure. We must get better. We've got to do this, this, and this better, and I've got to do this and this better, and then that goes a long way because if you take responsibility as a quarterback, as a face of a franchise, you better have some big shoulders, and if you can take some responsibility, your ability to go down in the locker room and tell a fella, hey, look, on that last play of the game, the next time, here's what I want you to do, and then we'll get it done together. It allows them to do that. If a quarterback does not take that responsibility, it becomes very difficult for him to go down there with 10-year veterans and do the same type of situation.
0: Does it help having new or young head coaches? Like, is, is it – is an advantage for Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow that they're playing for guys. I feel like Lamar Jackson, he fits into what John Harbaugh would want as a leader, but if he didn't, that that's where it can go awry, right? I feel like Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski, sort of similar. Zach Taylor and, and Joe Burrow sort of similar. You've got a great point. I know this: that the coach,
1: the head coach, and the quarterback, their communication is key. And then I will say this on the other end, though. You look at the coaches that have won Super Bowls recently. I mean, you look at the two coaches last night. I think they put it up. They're both 69. Right. You know, Uh, Andy Reid's in his mid-60s. He won a Super Bowl. I mean, Pete Carroll's in his 70s. Pete Carroll. And he's done very, very well. So that experienced, aged coach goes a long way. But I do know this. You have a point with these young, up-and-coming quarterbacks that younger mentality may end up, we'll see, it may end up going a long way. But getting back to the coach, quarterback, communication, and vision together is key.
0: Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in studio with me, Coulter nuanes here on ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks for kicking it with us here on a Monday. Last couple things for you, Coach. The, uh, don't look now, but the team that if they – actually went on a full run, I think would be the team that would change or at least give pause to a variety of front offices around the league is the Arizona Cardinals. They are 4-0 right now. They're doing it with a quarterback who no one thought could play in the league. This guy went from first-round pick to fifth-round pick to number one overall pick because the Cardinals set it up for him. To have success, they brought in a a, tech, uh, a college coach from Texas Tech and Cliff Kingsbury, who was a 500 coach in college, but he has this crazy system. They start running a college style, not only offense but defense. They're drafting big safeties to play inside linebacker in this three-four. All of it is totally different than what a lot of teams in the league have been doing. But now they're four and zero. People are going to start to copy that. At least maybe if they continue to have success, right?
1: They've got to continue to have success. I think sure. they're a heck of a football team. They I think are. They've done a fantastic job acquiring talent. And then the quarterback situation, I think he's a fantastic player and can play in the right philosophy and the right system. Those type of quarterbacks, I was one of them. You've got to sort of embrace the style that he plays, meaning you may have a six-yard stick that's wide open, and he goes backdoor and then front door and then back door again, and it's a 20-second play and you gain 10 yards and you could have had an easy 10 yards right in front of you. You've got to embrace that. And those style of quarterbacks tend to take a few more sacks. So you've got to embrace that style of play. And if you embrace it, And your philosophy is going, let's roll. And the reason he may come off of a wide is because he can't see it. And he doesn't have room to slide, right? So then he does it in a different fashion. And I've always embraced that style of play, knowing that you've got to sort of uh, uh, overcome some of those easy ones. And then they make make a a hard play out there. And it, it ends up paying off, in some cases, tenfold for you. So I think that they did it right with the coach, with the quarterback, and acquiring all this talent. They're a fantastic team. It'll be interesting to see this long season how it ends up for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Gotta take one more break. As uh, Dan Lebertard used to famously say, gotta pay some bills. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, get you ready for Monday Night Football, right? For this <laughs>
1: One is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: Yeah, that almighty
1: amazing L Highly
0: What's so Montana? Welcome back. Nuana is now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana TV. Missed anything in the show? Roll with the Montana Football Hour. Recap the whole weekend. Montana's loss at Eastern Washington. Montana State's home victory over Northern Colorado. Shared sound with Eastern Washington head coach Aaron Best, as well as Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Hour number two, we've been rolling on the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg, in studio with us. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuwana Now podcast which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Coach, we only got about a little less than two minutes left, but just your brief take on tonight's game, because this is a guy, John Gruden, comes from the same coaching tree as you and Mike Holmgren. They got a rolling in Las Vegas a little bit right now. Raiders are 3-0, and but the Chargers got one of the great players in the league, great young players in the league in Justin Herbert, and uh, they had a big win over the Chiefs last week. So what's your take on Monday Night Football tonight? I go with Justin Herbert. And the
1: Chargers defense over my friend John Gruden and the Raiders. I like the Raiders. I think they're a very good team. I do believe that this game is going to come down to sort of a bounce of the ball or a great play right at the right moment or an officials call. You know, these pass interference calls down the field that may give a team 40 or 50 oh, yards is crazy, isn't it? You know, something like that, maybe a little momentum. But I like the Chargers at home. I know they're giving a a little bit one more point than a couple. But uh, I, like, I really like this Justin Herbert at the quarterback spot and the Chargers defense.
0: Thanks to all of our awesome sponsors, including Stockman Bank and Brett's RV and Marine. They're the presenting sponsors basically of this entire Monday show. So we couldn't do it without them. We'll keep rolling throughout the rest of the week. Both the Cats and the Grizz are back home this weekend. The Grizz hosting Cal Poly on Saturday. Excuse me, the Bobcats hosting Cal Poly on Saturday. The Grizz go out of conference. They host Dixie State, a team... They have never, ever played before. Tomorrow's show, Nick Edwards, former All-American receiver for Eastern Washington. He's now the offensive coordinator uh, at Cal Poly. He'll join us. We also got our footy 15 a couple times a month. Take a look at the wide world of soccer. I'll also be giving you some Tagliari Deli. Got our Treasure State Stars, some of the best high school performances. And we'll get you all cut up on what happened in high school football this weekend. In the meantime, have yourself a great Monday evening. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Nu-on is now.